Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If you do a word search, you'll find that the word anniversary isn't found in, in most English versions of the Bible. It, it does occur once in one of the NIV versions, but not entirely a, a, a reflection of the original language word in that instance. But nevertheless, that concept of celebrating an anniversary is found all over the place in the Bible. And so here in Leviticus chapter 23 and in the verses before uh, those verses that we just read, uh, we read about God telling his people through Moses, his prophet, about uh, many of the festivals that God wanted them to celebrate each year. So God listed specifically seven sacred celebrations that he wanted his people to, to commemorate and celebrate each year. There was the Passover festival, the festival of unleavened bread, the festival of first fruits, the festival of Pentecost, the festival of trumpets, the great day of atonement, and the festival of tabernacles. Each of these festivals that God told his people to celebrate commemorated something very special that the Lord had done and, and continued to do for his people. And the festival that we just read about is the, the Festival of Trumpets. And it was a kind of New Year's Day celebration for the Israelites. And today, uh, Jewish people still observe this festival called Rosh Hashanah. The ram's horn trumpets were blown to announce this anniversary celebration and to prepare God's people to respond with thanksgiving and praise by bringing sacrifices and offerings to God. Pretty much everyone likes to celebrate special days. When we have a, a birthday party or celebrate the 4th of July or have an anniversary celebration for a wedding or for a church, we're commemorating the beginning of something or of someone. Anniversary celebrations tell us to remember our beginnings. Remember with recognition of the past. You can't start a new year, a new decade, or a new century without a backward glance at what has come before. The appreciation of what lies ahead in the future has in large part to do with an understanding of what has come in the past. A new Christian congregation is always founded with enthusiasm, with excitement, with dreams and hopes for the future. The Christians who founded the, if you remember the name from the front corner facade of our church building, the Evangelisch Lutherische St. Andreas Kirche, the Christians who founded St. Andrew Lutheran Church, first recognized the need for a Lutheran elementary school for their children to learn the truths of God's word and basic truths needed for life in this world. And then, later on, a few years after that, they also recognized their need for their own church in this neighborhood as the number of German Lutheran immigrants continued to grow in this area and so that they wouldn't have to travel that long distance over to the church in Bridgeport. We can imagine the difficulties that they had as a predominantly immigrant church with members working either nearby in the stockyards or in, in other labor-intensive jobs. For the first few years after the congregation was founded, the 
Members of St. Andrew Lutheran Church worshipped in the old St. Andrew Lutheran School building over on Wood Street until this sanctuary was completed that we are worshipping in right now. We can imagine the difficulties that they later encountered as they transitioned to the use of the English language and went through two world wars, the Spanish flu and the Great Depression. But the real reason for remembering the past has to do with the, the purposes and commitments of the people who originally organized this congregation and dedicated this Christian church. Today, we are here celebrating the fact, giving thanks to God for the fact that our forefathers and uh, foremothers in the faith lived in the love of God and that they left, by God's grace, a heritage for us. God's love never changes. Even a very short memory will bring to mind so many changes in our own lifetimes, even in the, the, the shortest lifetimes of those here among us today. Medical care has, has changed drastically in, in just recent decades. Changes in transportation, communication, education, social issues, all of these have, have been revised and updated or, or changed so often that sometimes it seems that we're so confused and we, we don't really know what to expect next as all these changes are happening around us. But the steadfast love of God is sure and changeless. God is love. He showed his love in creation and he emphasized it so dramatically in his mercy to us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Our forefathers in faith established this congregation because they knew about the love of God in Jesus Christ. And they wanted to preserve this good news of God's love and salvation for their children and their grandchildren and great-grandchildren and for other people that they could never have dreamed would ever have joined this congregation. A church founded on the principle, it is by grace you have been saved through faith is founded on the rock-solid foundation of Jesus Christ, our Savior. A church on this foundation can withstand the test of time and all the changes that come about. And that, of course, is the reason why the Bible has withstood every change throughout the history of the world. And that is the reason that we are here. Never lose sight of the grace-centered theology that is ours as members of this congregation. A priceless gift from God and handed down to us from the first members of this church. So today we celebrate. We let the trumpets resound, announcing our celebration. We're also celebrating the fact that this church was founded with the understanding that God does not change his goal, his purpose for us. God created all things and he made human beings the crown of his creation. Because he is love, he wanted his special creation to live in a relationship of love with himself and with each other. But when human beings lost the image of God, when they fell into sin, it was only God himself who could and who did retain and reaffirm his goal of having that harmonious relationship with human beings. And so God determined to send his one and only son 
in order to reconcile the world to himself. Just as God had warned Adam and Eve, the wages of sin is death. But God redeemed humankind with Jesus' life on the cross. That is the driving force of God's love. That is the sacrifice that it took, willingly on the part of the Heavenly Father and willingly on Jesus' own part, to make sure that human beings and God could continue in that original right relationship with each other and that people could also live in love with each other. That goal of God has never changed. And the congregation's reason for existence is the same, and every person who has ever been a member of this congregation has shared and shares this objective. Those who first established this congregation in 1888 wanted to preserve and promote this Christian faith. They wanted to live with God and, and with each other in the right way as God has ordained. Yeah, and surely over the years of, of this congregation, human judgments and decisions made by sinful human people may at times have hindered a perfect fulfillment of that goal, and, and that still happens today. But the principle is still the same. God was willing to make the great sacrifice of his son. Jesus was willing to sacrifice his own life in order to achieve that goal of reconciling people to God and to each other. Our forefathers and mothers in the faith were moved by that sacrificial love of Jesus to willingly sacrifice so much themselves to bring this congregation into being. So today, let the trumpets resound in recognition and thanksgiving to God for this wonderful history. Today we are celebrating the fact that this congregation was founded on the basic principle that the Bible is the Word of God. The God of love who planned mankind's creation and redemption even before he began that creation, he also planned for mankind to know the truth and to be freed by that truth. God wrote truth into people's hearts. God spoke to Adam and Eve directly. God gave dreams and visions to the patriarchs of Israel, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God inspired his prophets and apostles to speak and to write his own word and he has preserved for us today that written word, the Bible, throughout all the many generations from then until now. God gives his Holy Spirit to every generation of believers. And he opens insights into the truth of his word for us in our day. If you look at the constitution of this congregation, you'll see how clearly this is spelled out. Scripture is the foundation of this congregation, of, of the life and faith of every member of this congregation. God's word is the tool for carrying out the mission of this church. It is the indelible record of God's love to us, the gospel. God has been good to us. Let the trumpets sound in celebration. Remember these blessed beginnings. The special days are meaningful because they recall beginnings and, and give understanding and appreciation of the past. They're also meaningful 
because they are days of dedication and rededication for the future. Knowing where we've come from enables us to better proceed ahead together into the future. And so we hear the trumpet call on this day of celebration, and we prepare ourselves to respond to that call. On on the Festival of Trumpets, in advance of the Great Day of Atonement, that trumpeter announced this important festival day coming. And so the people prepared their hearts, and they were reminded of God's promise that he would send the Savior to rescue them from sin and death and hell and the power of the devil. This was a day to celebrate, not to work as they usually did, but to make sacrifice to the Lord and to remember and rejoice in his word and his promise. The ancient Israelites responded to God with their sacrifices. They used first their labor to raise crops and to raise herds and flocks, and then they brought the best of their animals and the best of their harvest as an offering to the Lord. That is the way that they gave him glory. That is the way that they saw their future in relationship to the Lord who gave them life and who promised them salvation. How do we respond today? Similarly, we respond with joy and with praise. As we sang in the refrain of our psalm this morning, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. We certainly do just that. Our songs of praise tell God of our joy and our thanks to him for all that he has done for us. We give him glory, all the credit that his, is due his name for his steadfast love, for his gracious promise, for his blessed word and sacraments. The beautiful unity of the members of this church, past and present, from near and far, young and old, all singing praises to God together here today is surely a pleasant sight and sound to him who gave his life so that we could be here. The harmony of sounds and thoughts expressed here should also be a symbol of the blending of lives, of purposes, and of activities that this congregation will strive for in the future. The new song that we sing has words and deeds tuned to the needs of the people around us. We respond to this trumpet call of God when we respond to the needs of the people that he has placed around us in our lives. The finest anniversary resolution that we can make is to continue in and to preserve for tomorrow the centrality of the message of grace, the message of the love of God for us undeserving sinners and all that we say and do as a congregation. Our gathering for worship and for Bible study, our support of the ministry efforts of, that we decide to do together, all flowing out of love and thanks for God's great salvation, will show our love and thanks for God to the world around us. Our personal lives in which we make God's grace evident each day in the things that we do and say is also part of this new song that we sing to the Lord respect for one another in the family, acceptance of the people around us, living in the joy of the forgiveness of sins. These are all part of our new song to the Lord. As today we stand on this plateau of 135 years of the history of this congregation, 
we have a, a wonderful view to look back and to see all of the blessings of God's grace. And this enables us to see more and more the beauty of God's plan and the needs of the world around us, of the people in the world around us. It enables us to respond in love according to those needs. We have opportunity as we meet those needs around us to make a sacrifice in response to God's love for us. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 25, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. So God's word comes to us and reminds us that true love does not withhold assistance from those who are truly in need and whom we have opportunity to help. But the same word of God also speaks loud and clear when it says, when Jesus says, what will it benefit a person if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? Or what can a person give in exchange for his soul? And so we know that more than just earthly needs and physical or material assistance, that the greater need that we are all equipped to meet is to bring the good news of God's love and forgiveness through Jesus to, to hearts and souls that are hurting and in need of this forgiving love of our Savior. A void in the heart that only God's love can fill. And so the sounds of the, of the trumpet call on this festival day call us to make this sacrifice of our praise and thanks to God that will enable the whole world to hear that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And so our, our interest in our fellow men and in, in the people that God has placed in our lives around us centers primarily in their hearts and in their minds. Because there is the greatest need of all. What greater response could there be to God's call than to share this good news of salvation with people everywhere? Think about after Jesus had risen from the dead and, and he, in love, confronted his bold disciple who had three times boldly denied that he even knew Jesus. Three times Peter asked Jesus, do you love me? And three times Peter said, yes, very emphatically. And what was Jesus' answer to Peter then? If you love me, feed my people. Share the life-saving gospel with old and young alike. And there are many ways to demonstrate this love. And God's love must indeed be demonstrated through us to people around us. But God's greatest demonstration of his love was sending his son Jesus to work out our salvation by his death on the cross. And our greatest demonstration of love to others is by sharing this good news with them. Today, St. Andrew Lutheran Church is celebrating 135 years of God's grace. What better way to respond to those many blessings of God's grace than to accept again, to rededicate ourselves again today to God's call and commission and to make the sacrifice necessary to share the joy and love of Jesus with others. Remember and then respond. 
An anniversary is a milestone. With people, such milestones throughout our lives, and perhaps especially later in life, might be reminders to us of the fleeting nature of human life. But within the body of Christ, the, the fellowship of believers, the Christian church, and with each individual child of God, milestones are, are also signs along the way that, that mark greater and greater strength and blessing from God, experience and motivation of God's love to us through Jesus our Savior. So grow yourself and, and grow together with one another in love. And then go and show that love of Jesus to those around you. Amen.